Welcome back to the Retro Pod, a podcast where we discuss nostalgia and pop culture from our past, present, and future. I am half of this hosting a space crew. My name is Toby. And I'm Rick, the other half of this space cadet crew. <laughs> Damn, why we got to be cadets? I'm like, you know, if I'm going to be part of Trump's space force, I want to be higher than a cadet. They definitely are not getting escape pods. <laughs> it's a one-way trip, kids. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. These know, space majors. Admiral. Okay. Captain. Now you're just making stuff up. General. <laughs> <laughs> that guy who sits in the corner and presses that button that goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's know, man. Cadet. That's your cadet. That's what I'm saying. That's my cadet. I'll just be the guy in the corner. I push the button. It's my one job. Let me. You're just it. in the corner making all the uh, like uh, the submarine sounds like. Oh God, we need an alarm noise. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, what's going on, dude? Merry Christmas. It's getting yeah, close. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know? Are right? you excited? I'm excited. I'm a Christmas. I'm a Christmas. I'm a Christmas kid. 100% through and through. I had, I had some emo phases there where I had a few Christmas where I was like, yeah, Christmas. But, you know, once you have kids and, you know, you can't be a Grinch anymore. Oh, you dude, I've never had that. I am like... I mean, yeah. my dad still to this day, my dad's in his 50s right now, okay? Still to this day, it's like a child during Christmas time. Like we get <laughs> stockings when we go over to his house. I'm I'm in my 30s. Go over to dad's house. He's got crayons, coloring books. I mean, just ridiculous Dollar Tree things inside our stockings. But still to this day, Christmas is like big in my life. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's kind of what Christmas is. Like it's kind of just letting go of everything else and just kind of chilling and enjoying it for the day that it is since everybody's off and be a kid again. Like, you know, well, that's really, that's just for us pagans. You know, Christmas is about like something totally different. If you don't want to get into like, Black Friday deals and, you know, paganism. Yeah. Anyways, this started off on a weird downhill religious Is this where we start. start talking about baby Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. Baby Jesus is like the most purest form of baby Jesus out there. Yeah. You know, that's a, in the words of Ricky Bobby, I want my baby Jesus in like a tuxedo t-shirt. That might have been Cal's quote, actually. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that one, mm. but I like the poll. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick this thing off the way we do every week. Weird question of the previous week, um, which was, uh, what Guinness World Record would you break slash would the prod? Uh, sorry, would the podcast break? You know, I have a feeling tonight is going to be a night of uh, stumbles, word stumbles. I've already started off not great. 
So what Guinness World Record? You and I kind of discussed a little earlier. It seems to be anything can be a Guinness anything. World Record. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't know. There was this team recently. There was this team of moms who broke a Guinness World Record for walking on Legos. They went over two miles and they did like a relay on it. So yeah. two miles. I saw. Yeah, walking on Legos. Psychopaths. Why? Why? I I don't understand. Yeah. Like what? What? You know, some Karen just woke up one morning and she was like, "You know what, gals? I'm tired of this. We're gonna do something that we're gonna be remembered for. Respect that. But the one thing you choose is walking over Legos. Like, I mean, and it's and they did it in like a like a 24 hour fitness or some shit where it's a track, like it's a shorter track, so you don't get the you get a little bit of time of rest, but not enough to, oh, it just seems. Oh, dude, that makes my blood boil. I'm not even going to lie. Like, oh, no, I don't want that world record. So like, I, I don't, okay, <laughs> this is kind of a tough question because I really don't want like nine foot long fingernails. Ugh. I don't want to walk over Legos. I'm. No. Not disciplined enough to like bounce a ping pong ball nine billion times without stopping. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. kind of tough. And eventually, this podcast is going to be live, and you guys are going to see that Rick and I are both not reality TV show big. We're both huskier boys. I don't so know which with Duck Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Not that, you know, I don't share all their beliefs, but, you know, like, that's where we fit. That's if people yeah. wanted to mold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, think, you know. I'm like a mixture between Jace and Willie. Yeah, I've watched Duck Dynasty. <laughs> um, so I would have to say it's like a podcast. Okay. Now, I will say that I grew up in like, I grew up in athletics. So if we needed to like throw a baseball into a tub or shoot free throws, I would have a 8% chance, you know, cause again, we go back to the dedication and discipline yeah. thing. I just don't have it. Yeah. Let's just, do we really want to break it? So it has to be something that we'd want to break. That would be like, okay, what, what can we do with the podcast? That would be like, hmm, yeah, it's really hard. To How many like deviled nail. eggs do you think you could eat? <laughs> me yeah <laughs> i want some deviled eggs somebody puts out a tray that tray is gone i just found myself dinner <laughs> i mean Ugh. i've eaten 52 um wings in one sitting that, that was an accomplishment 52 so i feel like wings yeah yeah we did it at uh, uh buffalo wild wings was it a challenge so or were you just hungry it was just me and my buddy we were we went there and we were just eating wings. We're like, hey, I challenge you to this. You're like, do you really want to do this? Because <laughs> it was like back when they were doing unlimited for X amount of dollars. I was like, all right. And we just sat down. And yeah, 52 wings later, he was like, I'm tapping out. I'm like, I guess I'll stop. <laughs> I guess I'll stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's got to be something eating. We have to eat something. Right. Yeah, like um, is there a Guinness World rec record for eating like 
what's a Christmas treat? I don't want to eat hard candy. The, I don't like hard candy. Those those little Debbie uh, Christmas trees. <laughs> Ooh, dude. Right? I'm down for that. If if we could do a world record for little Debbie Christmas trees. Just be like I mean, I'm probably I'm probably easily good in stomach strength for sure. Because I know eventually I'm gonna vomit because of the sugar content and like all the creamy <laughs> filling, you know. But short of that, I think I'm good for at least 20, 24, 30 of those, maybe on a good day. Well, the thing is, they usually do like stuff like how many can you do in X amount of time? So let's let's go the typical one minute. How many um little Debbies could you eat? Little Debbie Christmas trees could you eat in one minute? And you got to figure you're smashing that into right into your. I just, mean, with a little bit of milk in a minute. I mean, I have to be able to like swallow like one of those every five seconds, right? Like that's what I would I would it, think. It almost yeah yeah. That's You'd twelve have to, in yes. a minute, dude. That just seems. I don't know. I could probably I could I'd probably fuck like, up some of those Christmas right? trees. I'm not gonna lie. You're like. You and I could do a box a piece. I feel like we could easily in just in a minute. Yeah, you know, what, eight in a box. I, I think, think 10, I need but... somewhere between eight and twelve. Yeah, me no too. problem yeah. in a minute. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Merry Christmas, um, 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 um. <laughs> so okay. That being said, our New Year, our New Year's, <laughs> our New Year's goal podcast goal is. Look up a Guinness World Record that involves eating little Debbie things, and you and uh-huh. I will maybe, might, maybe make an attempt to beat that. Just as long as it's not something insane like some dude ate 58 cakes in, you know, a minute, then be like, no, 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 well, no, look, no, no, no. How about this? How about this? If you are a part but of the, the fact Facebook that we're doing page that. and you find a little Debbie eating record i don't want to fucking challenge i don't want you to challenge me to something that's going to guarantee me to throw up you find a world record for little debbie eating cake cake eating put it to the facebook page rick and i'll take a look at it and i will give you a 70 30 chance that i will try to take on said challenge uh go join the facebook page there it is it was easier than i thought like once we got down to it we figured it out we're gonna be the uh, podcast to stream and get a Guinness World Record for uh, most amount of little Debbie Christmas tree snack cakes eaten in a minute. Oh, it's so yeah. specific; nobody has done it. Yeah, let's fuck up some Christmas tree cakes. <laughs> fuck them up. All right. So <laughs> I will say, well, speaking on the the road of Christmas, it is Christmas week, and while we are going to get to some Christmas stuff. Uh, I do want to touch on a couple things before we get there. Uh, One of which is the game awards actually happened Mm -hmm. this past week. And there's not a lot of stuff in there that I want to touch on. The last of us Two won most of the world, the awards. Um, I know among us won one fall guys won one, but what the game awards is slowly becoming in my opinion is what E3 used to be. And that's a trailer exhibition. People are all going to bring their trailers for new games, world releases, whatever it may be. 
they're doing a lot of that stuff at at Game Awards now. Two in particular that I want to talk about today. One of which being the new Evil Dead game. What I will say is I don't know a lot about this. I do know that Bruce Campbell is coming back to voice Ash. They're bringing a lot of characters and locations from the Evil Dead series. Um, They are also doing a co-op mode and a PvP mode, which is kind of interesting. You and I sound similar to that vein. Go ahead. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Yep. Or or uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game, where essentially one person's the monster and the other people are trying to either escape or stop said creature, whatever that might be. So maybe. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, and you can read through some of the articles and stuff and kind of make your own opinions on it. What's kind of cool is it does have this weird little aspect. And it also feels like the one other game I want to talk about that they released at the Game Awards or talked about at the Game Awards, which is a game called Back for Blood. Anyone that's familiar with the Left for Dead franchise, this is a predecessor to those games made by the same developers. It has the same style gameplay, whereas you are playing as four survivors. You're running from one in safe house, if you will, to another. And everything looks pretty close to the same as those original Dead by Daylight series. And a lot of people were expecting a, or not Dead by Daylight, Left 4 Dead. A lot of people were expecting Left 4 Dead 3 to be coming out at the Game Awards, but instead they dropped this trailer for Back for Blood. And this game is in alpha right now. We've seen a couple streamers over the past week get it. Uh, So you've been able to see gameplay which, again, is identical to the Left 4 Dead series. So it's just a sequel to uh, on maybe continuing that story then? or Yes. I, it's hard yeah. to say. It does not look like they're running with the same four characters. But if you look at the UI setup in some of the alpha videos that are out right now, like I said, it is identical to the original Left 4 Dead series. I mean, and they're pretty much coming out like, Without saying that's it, it's a direct sequel to that Left 4 Dead series. They're pretty much saying it is in the same vein, not necessarily the same storyline, but the gameplay style is exactly the same. Like sure. four survivors running through zombies. There's if you see some of the gameplay though, it's kind of cool because they do have like boss characters. Like there's there's a spot where I saw they were fighting an ogre, and the ogre's like. 18 feet tall. He does like hard <laughs> slams and he's got like boss health. It's not like in the original series, they had tanks and like tanks would have been your like boss character that or witches, I would say. But this is a little different. Like you get a health bar at the top of the screen that shows you, but this is a big boy. Like you're, you're going to have to do some work. Hmm. Interesting. But Sounds cool, man. the Anytime. Evil Dead game is kind of in that same vein, whereas you do play as like four characters. It almost seems, again, from what I can like tell by reading it, it, it almost has this feel of a, if you remember a game called God Gauntlet, where you play yes. as like your four heroes and yeah. stuff. It kind of has that feel where it's like you're running around as mm-hmm. like a class based open world four player RPG, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Either way, that's. 
something. That would that be would cool. Be really and cool. it's in the Evil Dead vein. We'll see what happens with that. Either way, I'm excited for both of those games. And those were the two games that I wanted to talk about that came out of that Game Awards releases. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of that, there's also another video game that's coming, kind of a marketing tie-in with the new Space Jam uh, movie that's coming out that has, who is it, LeBron LeBron, James? yeah. Yeah. So basically what they're doing, instead of just making a game that goes with it and just calling it good, they're actually reaching out to folks to submit their ideas to create an arcade-style video game that'll tie in with this new space sam so basically you go to their website you choose the genre that you want it to be in and you basically give them a, a pitch on what you want it to be exactly like here's your idea you will you know and whatever it might be and um if you get chosen you get like writer's credit and all this other stuff so really so they're kind of giving yeah. up an option to fans to choose a style for the game I mean, all, all it says is basically you choose the genre. So I would assume yes in that case, but it's supposed to be arcade style, which so, tells me maybe it'd be a bit more screen side scrolling. I have kinda. a great what I would want out of this game for sure. Mm. Like I would yeah. tell you, first of all, no one's ever going to buy a $60 Space Jam based game. So you can't make it a $60 game. But what would you could do? is you make a Space Jam-inspired game in the NBA Jam-style play. You want it to be an arcade game. I think you make it 2v2. You have the Monstars to choose from. You have the cast of the original movie, the cast of the new movie, which I don't know what's going on with licensing and stuff like that for those originals. But if you did it in a NBA Jam-style, like arcade-style... I think that does very well. I mean, it would go along with the theme of the movie, like spectacularly. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Like a, a side-scrolling uh, Simpsons arcade game where you're just yeah beating up as you're going across. That wouldn't make much sense. But a NBA Jam type. Oh, that's perfect. Go pitch your idea. That seems <laughs> yeah, like that seems like it would be the way to go in that style game. I would play something. Like, if you could play an NBA Jam with Bugs Bunny, that seems badass. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Let me go. Huh. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'm kind of curious on NBA Jam. I'm also kind of curious on an NBA Jam game. Do not imagine they do the right thing with that game. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out my prediction here. They're going to do a weird first-person shooter where you're playing as uh, Elmer Fudd and you're going around hunting that wabbit. Oh, shit. Isn't Elmer Fudd canceled? It's the violence in which, you know, of the old cartoons that they no longer, like, they're like, no, he's gonna, yeah. I, I remember hearing something. I don't know the specifics, but yeah, it was something I'm like pretty that sure where, they tried to cancel him. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Right. We grew up with that stuff, and, I mean, we turned out, you know, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they didn't even know what lead paint was when we were growing up. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know, or asbestos for that matter. Like asbestos. What is there. asbestos? <laughs> is that the snow that falls from the ceiling? <laughs> it tingles and tastes good in coffee. That's all I know. Yeah. 
We are in the greatest time of the year. Okay. And I know you said you went through some emo days and that sucks because Christmas is the best. I am. How do I want to put this? I am as close to a Santa elf as I want to be. Like I'm, I'm over six foot tall, but I would work in a Santa's workshop. I would make gifts. I would load them in the sleigh. And if needed, I would help deliver them. I would. Christmas is one of those times for me. I don't know, man. I think, I think, you know, they don't really have a proper union set up up there. So they're working 364 days out of the year. I just don't think it'd be worth Look, working that hard for a bunch of snotty kids. All the <laughs> depictions of elves that I've ever seen are super happy with their work shifts. And you don't know if they don't have a union steward. I wholeheartedly believe that these elves are not only being paid a great salary, but are living a great life under Santa's reign. It's Stockholm Syndrome. They're just stuck in a position. They don't know what else is out there. It's like uh, the Amish. If they ever did a rumspringer for them, they'd never go back. Oh. <laughs> huh. Anyways, Christmas yeah, is one of the only right. times that I'll actually like, <laughs> I will genuinely have the want to go to like malls or even outdoor malls or drive around certain parts of the city because the way that the lights are set up, there's just something, there's just something about Christmas that still to this day makes me feel like a child. And that's, that's amazing. It is great. Like that's something that we do. That's one of our traditions we do is we have a really great, um, uh, local house that goes up, I mean, they do Halloween, but they also do Christmas and they go big for Christmas to the point when, you know, Denver Post has done stuff on them and stuff. But um, last year was really cool because they figured out this effect where you put on like these 3D type glasses and they give you these extra instead of just having lights and the other things to look at. It gives you like, oh, now you can see reindeers in the lights or snowflakes in the lights or Santa Claus in the lights. Very cool. It's one of the best holiday displays. It's well done, and yes, it's big, but where do you get the glasses? They just have them there. They're just like you, you know, like roll I mean, up this to the house and they have like a so bucket. Basically, yeah. Huh. And you know, we went this year, and unfortunately, you know, obviously because of everything, they they With didn't COVID. have that, but they still have they still have their stuff out, and they have a great little Whoville on one side of their garage, or or you know. um driveway and uh, it's great it's one of our favorites to go to every year to see what's been added and or what they've done so i get it it's yeah. great it's magical it is magical i will say I, I i mean it's definitely like i said one of those times a year where i i cannot i will not have a mean bone in my body and and the podcast knows i had a birthday about a month ago from my birthday to new year's I am, I am that, I am on one. Like I am on cloud nine from halfway through November to the end of the year. 
It's just my favorite time of year. I feel like no one can do any wrong. Like, cut me off. That's fine. I don't care. Christmas. Okay. But that being said, just like Halloween, Christmas has a very great add-on. And that is movies. And if there's something that makes you feel like Christmas, it's a good Christmas movie. And what we want to talk about tonight is our favorite, our top three. And I will go ahead and go on the record and tell you that this top three is by no means my diehard. I will die on this hill top three because that changes yearly, probably. But I'm going to give you my top three for this year. My top three must watch. and. If you want to start, that's good. And I, what I would like to do is I would like to go from three to one. So you're, you're three, two, one. You go, I go, you oh, go, I, I don't go, have you go, ma- I go. I can, oh, I can gotcha, go okay. first. I don't have many, like. like you. I don't have them in any particular order of like, this is, a, this is my favorite or any of that. It's all stuff that's just kind of this year has been ones that like, for whatever reason, these are the three. These are the three for this year. Next year could be, like you're saying, a different list. So if you want to do your first, I'll, then I'll do mine, and we'll so, see if we contaminate. <laughs> okay. And, and I'll, I'll go first because mine is kind of an odd one. And I say that because it is not technically a Christmas movie. Something that I watch every Christmas and have since they came out is the Harry Potter series. And to me, it is a Christmas movie. The same way that certain movies that we'll discuss a little later, I believe, are Christmas movies. They do not necessarily have to be based on Christmas to be a Christmas movie. And for me, my number three is going to be Harry Potter. And I'm slowly making my way through them right now. We have three left. That we get to watch this week. Uh, six and then both of the sevens. So we will get through those. And for some reason, those movie series always felt like Christmas to me. Yeah, I I mean, that first Harry Potter, especially like they, they do have some Christmas in it, right? Like, yeah, there's a whole ha- happy Christmas story and they open up gifts and do the whole thing. They go to the Weasleys and. Yeah, so the, the you know the first one definitely makes sense for the Christmas aspect. I'll give you that. That's and that's they a have great like, choice. That's such an out of the. Yeah, I don't know. They have like the best snow scenes, like when it is holiday time. And they're like going to Hogsmeade and like walking around the Gray Hall and stuff. There's just something about it. I don't know what it is. Um, luckily for me, my other half feels kind of the same about it, and she allows us to watch all seven of these movies. <laughs> During Christmas time, eight of these movies, sorry, uh, during Christmas time, they are one of my top favorite Christmas movies. Plus, they're just really good movies. Like, they're one of those ones that one of the few few that are like just solid. But uh, okay, um, my first choice is a Christmas story from 1983. Um, The story about a kid who wants a rifle for Christmas. That's kind of the big to do in it and you know he's writing letters to Santa about it exactly it's a classic uh tbs will run a 24-hour marathon 
every year that'll watch it. And this one's hits home for me because my grandma watched this one a lot. So it's really you know, good. <laughs> it's one of those ones that like it seems so cliche to add it into your top three, but every time you watch it, it legitimately is that movie. Like that, I mean, if there is a nostalgia movie that brings you back to a time, that is the movie. Yeah. It's hard to hate on. And were, it really is. And it, it's one of those weird ones that because the fact is it came out in 1983, but like it's set in the 40s. And it feels like it's, you know, it feels like it's from the 40s. And that's why it's such a, I don't know, there's something about the way that they did it. It's just timeless. So that's my, my you know, one of my great go-tos every year. Yeah. I love it. And it's one, of, again, maybe for cliche, but I I respect my <laughs> list. I'll respect yours, too. Uh, my top two are very... I want to say switchable. All right. And I want to go ahead and you know what? I'll wait for the end. My number two is it has to be the 1994 Tim Allen classic, the Santa Claus. It is a every year watch. And, And this is a very hard top three, but, but as far as going to say like, played a big part in my childhood and still watch to today. The Santa Claus is one of those quintessential. If you're going to show someone a Christmas movie from your childhood, this has to be the one. It's, it's good. It captures that feeling of, I mean, it does that thing where it's like, well, how does Santa, Santa transfer his power and how does Santa live? Like it answers a lot of those questions. Like how is Santa so old? Oh, well, this is why. Oh, how does, how do people not discover that Santa's up in the North pole? Oh, well, they've got me, you know, like they do very clever things that they were kind of answering questions that nobody needed, but they kind of wanted to ask. And it's got Tim Allen. And at the time he could do no wrong. Oh yeah. That's top tier Tim Allen. So good. And, and, they did that thing where they cast kids as the elves, which I always think is the way to go instead of other ways. I don't know. Something about having kids being the elves seems. It was what? Judy? If I remember right. Or was that the second one? No, it was the first one. That's Judy. Yeah. That's the yeah, elf yeah, that yeah. he meets. Like, that's the one that, uh, oh, I just had it on tip of my tongue. I'm not going to embarrass myself. But yes, Santa Claus is going <laughs> to be the second. And my top three favorite Christmas movies. Are you talking about the hot chocolate where she's like, here's some hot chocolate and he What's tastes his it? What's his like, name? Why can't I think uh, of it? Bernard. It's not Bernard. No, Bernard is the one with the dreads. Charlie. 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 Says, Thank you. Yeah. Goodness Sorry, we watched gracious. it today and I'm trying to pull stuff out too. That movie's clever and the jokes in it are great too. And the story's fun, you know, kind of a dad who's disconnected from his son, but now all of a sudden like, is really connected to his son because they it, shared the it really thing. is it's amazing very, and very i will say before we move on the second one very good and really against popular opinion the third one not so bad i will say i, I could watch all three of them. i think it, i think it's just a great saying. trilogy we watched we watched uh one and two today just just out of on a whim because i wanted to watch a christmas movie it was on disney plus I was like ah, i haven't seen it in a while we're watching it and the kids liked it so you know never a bad we'll choice watch yeah 
Uh, on to my second. Um, this one is because the lead character or the lead actor in it, Jim Carrey, is in it, and that's my dude from forever ago. So the 2000, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and <sighs> just because it feels like they were like, here's the story. You know, it's it's a story that takes 10 minutes to read, but we're going to turn it into, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. But we're going to let Jim Carrey just go crazy and do improv and really, you know, oh, it's so good. I, it, okay. I'm glad that it was on your list. And this is the one that I almost gave my honorable mention to in the last one. This is why I held it because I was hoping it was on your list. It is very hard not to put this movie in a top three best Christmas movies ever because it, it has every right to be there. Every room. Yeah. That yeah. is one of the best. And the cartoon is amazing. Everyone loves the cartoon. And as a every classic, iteration. Yeah. Is is great. Is even the newest one, the the 3D animated one that they just recently came out with I was a lot of fun. That one yet. And what's weird is like it's the same exact story, but they're all so different from each other that you can watch them back to back. And it feels fresh, unlike the like Christmas Carol, where it's like, you know, yeah. each version is basically the same story, but it's the ba- same story. True. <laughs> but yep, yeah, that's that's number two for sure. That a great choice because again, that rendition, the way that he plays the Grinch, uh, so Cindy Lou Who, I think is fantastic. The way that they do the love, tr- like the love triangle between the oh mayor and his wife. So just, unexpected. Ugh. It's so good <laughs> from top to bottom, especially as a Christmas movie. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess that just leaves one left for me. And Bump. I will go to the grave saying that this is one of the best and will probably always make in a top three for me. The 2003 Will Ferrell <laughs> banger. Elf. Elf, to this day, still one of the funniest, not only Christmas movies, but in a top for just straight out comedy movies. His adoption into the Elf community is just one of the greatest movie events in history. Easily. Will Ferrell commits so hard with this character that every scene he is in it's so believable and so you feel like, yeah, this is a human who believes he's an elf who is now being thrust back into human culture. Human. So of course it's I love that fish out of fish out of water story. Like it's one At of the, the best time, things about it. Like, I read an York. article I read an article not too long ago that was talking at the time the director of this movie did not think John Favreau is the director of Elf, by the way. Yeah. Uh, did not think that Will Ferrell could carry a movie the way that this one needed to be carried. So he even suggested that someone else should play the part of Buddy the Elf than Will Ferrell. Wow. And somehow, some way, Will Ferrell talked himself into the part and we have the movie that is Elf now, which, thank you. Because it is just a magical Christmas masterpiece. It it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be this. Like I'm trying to think of any other actor that could know. pull that. It wouldn't be the same movie at all. 
Like there's something about him being all. six foot five as an elf, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then making his way through New or making his way to New York, fighting not only nature, but the concrete jungle that is the city of New York. One of my favorite parts in that movie is when he's leaving on the iceberg that he breaks off and the narwhal comes out and it's like, oh, what's going to happen? And he's just like, bye, buddy. Yeah. Still to this day, one of the best parts is him befriending the raccoon in the woods. Like, oh, do you need a hug? Oh, you look like. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's one. Uh, I would say the Harry Potter series, Santa Claus, the original for sure trilogy. If you have the time and elf elf is going to be one of the top tier Christmas movies, in my opinion. So good. All right. So for my, my last pick, it's the 1992 Muppet Christmas Carol. And this goes on there just because I really like the story of the Christmas Carol. It's the spooky things, right? It's the, you know, in that song about ghost stories and all that, like this is what they're talking about when they're talking about the ghost stories. But what's fun about this one is it's got that Jim Henson twist of having the Muppets in it with the live actor, which has Michael Caine, which that alone, what else do you need, you know? But uh, yeah, this is directed by Brian Henson. This was directed... This was the first movie they did after Jim Hansen had passed. So it's really kind of, you could tell there's some undertones of like a son missing his father in a way in it. But really? I didn't realize that it was made after his dad's passing. Yeah. So it's, there's a little bit of something there and, and it's, it is an amazing so- rendition of that story. You know, we talked about how that story has been done over and over again. But somehow there's something about the works of Jim Henson that can make a story all its own. And especially with something that we grew up with, you know, the Muppets being a big part of both of our childhoods. You know, that was that was a cross decades thing. And A Christmas Carol, something we've seen, like you said, a thousand times over, can still come out as a heartfelt, gut wrenching of a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. What a, yeah. This, this one. And um, the other one that I like to watch when it comes to Christmas Carol is Scrooged. I don't know if you've yes, ever seen that with one Bill with, Murray? with Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh yeah. These two, like if I'm going to watch a Christmas Carol version of that story, it's either going to be Muppets or it's going to be Scrooge and Scrooge is for those who don't know, super dark comedy, super great. Check yeah. that one out. But great movie. I had to go because Scrooge so good there's so many good holiday films that it just it's it's hard to choose a list like that was the thing when you came to the table i was like well what do i choose in this case like had no idea but yeah luckily i had some recently it's a tough choice and like i said just like halloween there is a plethora of just fantastic you know we don't even talk about things like the charlie brown movies or the old uh any of the old Grinch, like I said, the Grinch cartoon earlier, the Gumby stories, a lot of the things that we grew up with cartoons just aren't around anymore. There's just so much Christmas and anti-Christmas at that, you know, like some of these places aren't even showing Christmas things because they don't want to be, yeah. you know, which we're not going to touch on that. Look, the spirit of Christmas to me 
it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with about just joy, kindness, and hope. Yeah. And in the year of 2020, we need all of those things. So embrace the Christmas. Embrace it. Yeah, that was one of the big reasons why we really went all out for decorating the house. Normally, we'll put up some lights and kind of this this and that. But like this year, we went all out where you know we did the trimming around the house, but we also did the bushes. And we have a little you know scene with gnomes and and snowmen and like Ooh, you we put up a gnome our- scene oh dude yeah what? gnomes is the theme this year for sure it's pixar didn't it's, happen uh, oh you know what don't put your don't put a picture of your place on the internet yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> i mean if you want to drive by and say hi that's fine but you'll have to figure out where we live first but um no you're absolutely right christmas is it's not about the religious aspect we're not choosing like this is better than that it's just no. I mean, part of it us is our upbringing and just the feelings we had growing up and the joy and the just the fun of christmas and just ha- the childlike wonder and magic that it brings it really is That's, that kind of holiday you know more yeah. so than i would say any other holiday absolutely as far as making absolutely. me feel like a child i agree i agree um, do you have any songs? We were going to touch on this a little bit. I have a song that I like to listen to every year, um, called uh, Fairy, sorry, Fairy Tale on New York. If I said that right, uh, sorry, Fairy Tale of New York, it's by the Pogues. Messed up the name, and this is what I'm talking about, but it's a very nice Christmassy song, but it's very like non traditional and. You know, yeah, there's the Mariah Carey's and the Paul McCartney's and the Wayne versions and stuff out there. But I like the stuff that, like, does their own thing and isn't the norm and isn't, like, so polished that it's this ornament that you could put out there. I like stuff that's a little outside of it. So say the song one more time. It's the Pogue's uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah, if I had it pulled up, I'd play it for you. But um, yeah, it's just it's a simple Christmas song, you know. But, you know, it's just a little different. It's an Irish folk uh, punk band that decided to make a Christmas song, but it's not really a Christmas song, but it has the the feeling of what, you know, Christmas is all about, the joy and the love and kind of coming together as a community kind of feel that makes it a great song for Christmas time. I have pulled up a little bit and don't know. Let's see if this is going to work. It does not look like it's going to work. Um, but real quick, we're just going to. We can't play too much of it. And I want to talk over it a little bit. Yeah, we don't have the no money to get suits. Okay. Yeah. It's it's such a non it doesn't have the jingle bells going and this song builds. Like it's kind of somber in the beginning, but then as it goes along, it just builds and builds and builds. But check it out. It's, Everyone has a yeah. different style for Christmas. You know, some people want that old school or we'll go ahead and, and, and talk about mine because I don't have one song that 
puts me in like a Christmas mood. And I will say, even as big of a Christmas fan as I am, I am not a big fan of Christmas music. Especially the cliche style, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. You know, like, (laughs) I'm good, you know. So the one good thing that's came from, like, having my bar job over the last couple of years, given COVID through a loop to that. But doing holiday parties has kind of come into my realm, um, especially with the bar job that I had been doing. And so I had delved into a lot of like Christmas remixes, dubstep, techno, mm. jazz, just random stuff. So there's a lot of random stuff that I'll listen to through that like Christmas time, but I'm not a big fan. of It doesn't get me in the mood. More visual stuff gets me in the mood for Christmas. But what I will say is I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi stuff. Um, And you and I have kind of talked about this, but there is a lot of lo-fi Christmas playlists that are very good just to have on in the background. Low, in a living room, you could be doing whatever. It doesn't matter. Great playlist to have on. But all that being said, not a huge fan of Christmas music, oddly enough. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every artist is almost obligated to put out a Christmas record at some point, and they all do the same standards, you know, the wish the you were here. And the, it's just like, all right, we get it. And most of them don't even put their own twist on it, which really bugs me because it's like, if you're going to do that song, make it your own. Right? No <laughs> shit. You know, you're known for techno, but you're playing it super straight with just the acoustic guitar. Come on, no, do your thing with it. It's all awesome. right. Nobody like yeah. Lindsay Sterling Christmas music. Like she would be someone that would be on on a Christmas playlist for me. Oh, she, she kills that stuff for sure oh, every year. She yes. makes the crap ton of I mean, but hers is meant for that, like just listening. Every once in a while she has some singer on, but like for the majority of her is you know yeah. so but uh you know that it's it's music you know for for those you know for those who like it more power to them but uh i thought this would be a fun thing to do since we're kind of on you know, we're between music and movies right now so i thought it'd be fun to test you on some trivia knowledge on some christmas movies <laughs> uh, this is uh this is either going to be super impressive or really embarrassing. Yeah. So we've got the 12 days of tr- Christmas movies trivia, super clunky title. Okay. In the works, <laughs> but 12 questions. Here we go. Number one in the movie elf. What is the name of the baby? Santa unknowingly takes back to the North pole, buddy. And buddy, we don't know his yeah. real name. Buddy was just the name on the diaper, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, little buddy diaper or something. Buddy like that. the elf. Nice. You're oh, you're one for oh, or however they say it. In, uh, <laughs> in the Santa Claus, what happens that makes Scott Calvin become Santa? Uh, the old Santa falls off the roof. He kills That's the right. old Santa, technically speaking. He murders <laughs> Santa. We talk about this. It was my second in the list, but fuck, he murdered Santa, dude. And then put on his suit, and that makes him the new Santa. 
Yeah, totally goes sifting through his shit, finds the card that's, that's like, true. Hey, he pretty much hey, mugs him. <laughs> um, number three, because you're doing great, man. Um, in the movie uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, what's the name of Jack Skellington's dog? Uh, zero. You nailed it, dude. Okay. Three three. Yeah, that was close. Okay. <laughs> Sweating a little bit. A little bit, um, yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, uh, in Santa Claus 2, what is the second clause to being Santa? Ooh. Oh, shit. I'm having trouble remembering the Santa Claus 2 story. Because Santa Claus 2, is that the Jack Frost movie? Nope. That's no, number three. Okay, that's three. I don't know. I pass. It's the Mrs. Claus. Oh, he has to Remember get married. To yeah, okay. That's what it is. Damn. I feel bad about that one. That's all good, man. It's part of the fun of it. You're totally on the spot. I didn't give you any chance to study or whatever. Um, in the Christmas story, what was happening when Ralphie cursed when he said, oh, fudge? Wasn't he? Oh, wasn't he beating the hell out of the neighbor kid, the like bully kid? No, okay, hold on, dude. No, he was changing the tire with his dad. There it is. I'll give it to you. He dropped all the. Yeah. (laughs) All this. Oh, fudge! Fudge. Let's play that in slow motion and have oh, oh so good his dad's face. Oh my gosh. Ah. Uh moving in Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. What did Hermes the elf want to be? Oof. <laughs> good. I'm gonna go ahead. Nope. Pass. No? Nope. He wanted to be a, a, a dentist. Yeah. No. <laughs> Would have never touched that one. That's the for elf those old wanted clean to be a dentist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We talked. Which, I think the elves are having a great life up in the North Pole, but it's not a great sign if one of the elves want to be a dentist instead. Yeah, but if you go off what their diet is from the movie Elf, it's like candy, candy cane, candy corn, and syrup. Like that's their diet. That's their four major food groups. You need a dentist. You know what? See, so I'm no doctor. Who am I to judge? You got to, plus they're elves and not humans. So maybe yep. their physiology is different. I don't know. Bigfoot's real too. <laughs> uh, in Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what is the name of the Grinch's dog? Ooh. Oh, no. I can almost hear this one. Can I phone a friend? What? How are you going to do that? Oh, I can do this. I can do this. I know I you can, can do Can I phone a friend? Sure, if your friend's in the same room or hey, house. Can I, I'm going to legitimately just phone one. Okay, just like, just don't Google it. <laughs> there it is.
<laughs> and we're back an hour later. Okay. And nobody responded to us. So I can't phone a friend. All right. Uh, it's only one of the lifelines you have to use. There's that, or uh, I don't know what the other one is. What's were. the other lifelines? <laughs> Let me get a lifeline. Uh, it's a uh, 50 50, but we don't, that doesn't do anything. Now, you only have give me the first initial. Uh, it's an M. Nope. Pass. I'm out. It's Max. Max. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Moving along. Dang that question man. took way too long. It's all good. In the Christmas story, what is the name of the first ghost that visits Ebenezer Scrooge? He is the ghost of Christmas past. Nope. It's his former associate, Jacob Marley. Oh, who gives yeah. him the about the three ghosts. Touche. That's a good question. Good question. That's, that's, that's my trivia trick twist. Owned. Moving right along. We didn't, we haven't talked about this one yet, but in Home Alone, where's the family heading for Christmas? Paris. Just watched Home Alone. Yes, there it is. Such a good movie. Uh, amazing. God, so good. In uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas, what color is the ornament that hangs on Charlie Brown's Christmas tree? Oh. You went <laughs> a deep dive. That was uh, a deep one. I'm going to say in a non-educated guess that it is red. Nailed it. Boom. Let's go, red. baby. Yeah. I mean, it's Christmas, right? Christmas is red. Yeah, and it's like such an old Christmas cartoon that there was like yeah. five colors anyway. So exactly. <laughs> it's not one of the primaries. They're probably not using it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one, but this one was kind of a. Well, it, it, it was suggested because we were looking for tri- fun trivia questions. In love, actually. Who is the actor that is holding up the romantic cards? <laughs> I know. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Is it Andrew Ryan Reynolds Wood. in that movie? No. Well, no. No, no, no. It's a huge cast, but I don't think Ryan Reynolds is in that one. Love actually. I know the name, but I I I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, it's that favorite like famous like he's holding posters and he's like, you know, just saying, oh, I want you, you're the only one for me. And he's flipping the things and she's reading it. But uh, Andrew Lincoln, oh, and I was going to give you bonus, bonus points if you could give me the actress who he was doing it to. But nope. Deeper dive, Karen Knightley. But, you know. Damn. All right. Jack Sparrow's Ooh. wife herself. Yep. And Walking Dead's own Rick, Andrew Lincoln. I mean, it's a fun oh, little okay. bit of trivia. I was like, I don't even know that name. Um, yeah. But that's who that is. Um, final question. Uh, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, what was Clark's surprise Christmas gift for the family? He was getting a pool. Oh, damn, dude. You pulled it out. Yeah, okay, nice. cool. Yeah, dope. Because I, I remember the scene where he's in the kitchen, like, looking out the window, and it's like the girls, like, all in her... Two piece right. getting in and out of the pool. <laughs> That's when the little That's girl right. comes down, the like niece. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, a good movie too. Shitter's full. <laughs> Sh- <shitter's> full. 
God, that oh, dude. Okay. That was a that was a surprisingly well-rounded trivia lineup, I will say. That's what I didn't want to do a bunch of, you know, I could have just done everything on Home Alone, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of bounce around yeah, different decades. I just and, watched Home Alone. Like yeah. just watched. I fell asleep for like the last 20 minutes, but I got the gist of it. You've seen it enough to be like, yeah. I can tell you what happened. <laughs> What's cool? Old about- man saves a <laughs> yeah i will say something that's really cool about home alone um and then we'll move along but a lot of people don't realize that that is a john hughes movie um oh, yeah. john hughes being for people that don't know pretty in pink was 16 candles weird yep. science breakfast club yeah breakfast club uh what's also cool is the guy that did the music is the same guy that did the music for star wars um was it john williams oh yeah john williams yeah surprising get like so and he did that like no time he was like all right what do you got all right i got it done and this is a time where they didn't think they would like especially john hughes wasn't going to do one face for kids and he had worked with macaulay culkin one once before and decided to put him give him the option for the movie it's also kind of sad, but John Candy did that movie for like 500 bucks. The pizza guy yeah, made more money in that movie than John Candy did. He did it for a favor to John Hughes uh, because John Candy had done Uncle Buck, right? Yeah. And he, and he did all of his scenes in one day, too. Like they were all like, one day. okay, I'm flying in. And you and you've got basically me for the day, but then I have to be out by this time, and that makes it even more amazing. The few little parts that we have with him in it, he totally steals those scenes. Like, yeah, I mean, the polka king, the polka king of the Midwest, and he helps this mom (laughs) trying to get home from bumfuck to Chicago, and yeah, he does it. He does his thing. What sucks? And rest in peace, John Candy. He died a, a few folks. years later, yeah. Because yeah. he did that movie in 90. He died in 94, I think. Yeah, because he did that Wagon Z's commercial, or commercial uh, movie, and that was kind of his last one. Yeah, it was a bummer. Anyways. But no, he was in Uncle Buck with uh, Macaulay Culkin, and that's kind of where they found Macaulay Culkin, and that's where they pulled him from because he did Uncle Buck, and that's where they got John Candy as well because they worked together on that film. So it's yeah. all... I love that kind of stuff. It's like, That's fucking cool. Oh, He's yeah. like, I like you. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. bring you back. <laughs> I want you. So seven out of twelve, my friend. That's 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 a passing grade. Good job. Oh, perfect. That's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I'll take that. So, speaking of Christmas movies, this is where we get into this time of year when everybody starts up that great old fashioned debate of is Die Hard. A Christmas movie. Is it just- <laughs> I look, this is tough because I want to say yes, but mostly because maybe that's what I've been bred to think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I know it's not like a Christmas movie, but it's one of those movies that's like at Christmas time. And as a person that chose Harry Potter, which isn't a Christmas movie, but I find it a Christmas movie. 
Who am I to say that Die Hard isn't? I think it is because there's so much stuff that it does that is very Christmas. It's based Christmas. Like, isn't it either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Yeah. It's has Christmas iconography, you know, Christmas trees and, and lights and snow and all that that goes along with Christmas. And then it also has Christmas music, which is, you know, big part of Christmas movies sometimes, yeah. you know. And then it's just like, I, I think it is. I think let's just put it to rest. I think it, I think it fits you know, in that genre. It's one of, of those being, things where, because like, oh. you're right. It does like, it takes, it starts at like a Christmas party. The Christmas music is prevalent through the entire mm-hmm. thing. Like you deal with a lot of Christmas music and just like a movie like Jack Frost or Santa Claus ton of Christmas music. Yeah. John McClane may not have a big white beard, but yippee Kaye motherfucker. <laughs> He's bringing the presence of entertainment to all of the world. I'm going to have to agree. It's a Christmas movie. In my opinion, it's Christmas. there's a Christmas tree in the movie. Yeah, at the tower, like, there's a Christmas movie. It ticks enough of the Christmas boxes for it to be a Christmas movie that it's a Christmas movie. But what's great about it also is that it's a really great action movie that is just enjoyable for that aspect alone. So whether you're watching it at this time of year or you're watching it in July, it doesn't matter because either way, it still holds up. It's a great movie. It really, it really is. Yeah. I, I yeah, I mean, if you're asking me, Die Hard, Christmas, one hundred. There it is, Retro Nomapod officially Die Hard Christmas movie. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas movies, <laughs> I see uh, that you have written down here that you may or may not have a Hallmark movie pitch. Yeah, so. My wife, Tiffany, loves those movies. Like, that's her thing. She'll watch every single one of them that Hallmark or Lifetime or any of the other ones in between put out. If it's if it's got romance and it's set in Christmas, she's watching it. She's there. Good, bad, indifferent, doesn't matter. It's her Jimmy Jam for this time of year. <laughs> you know? So I thought it'd be fun to come up with, like, a... Like an idea, and it's kind of, it's a real oh my gosh, it's a real rough idea. But basically it's like I named it special delivery, which you know sounds more like a a, a softcore porn than than lifetime. But so basically it's about this gal. I don't I haven't come up with really any names, but this gal who's um a decorator, and most of the year she makes her living as you know a designer for houses and stuff. But when Christmas comes along, she's a professional Christmas designer decorator and decorate your house and all that and she's dating the mayor right but he's kind of a humbug scrooge type who's trying to limit oh you can only have so many lights on your house right this guy moves to town and and he's new and he opens up this delivery business that he delivers he's kind of an amazon if you will so he's delivering toys to all the boys and girls around around this time and his name happens to be chris that was one name that i came up with right like and his chris name is Kringle? chris oh, that, oh. dude that's the twist <laughs> oh. so they 
and at first they're they're at odds with each other because they're like eh, and he's super all about christmas and she likes it but they're kind of like you know they just rubbed each other wrong and began but as they kind of have to work together because he's delivering packages to her not those kind of packages but she's he's delivering Ooh, packages. come on bro you ain't trying to get this and dick in a box they go to the coffee shop and they chat about oh this was my christmas and this was my christmas and they start falling but 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 I'm, i can't i'm dating the mayor i i, well, I can't and the mayor proposes to her and she's really torn because now she's really into the hunky delivery guy uh named chris <laughs> this seems like the and, grinch story yeah a little bit i mean yeah, yeah i'm pulled she's like out there with get. her machine gun shooting the lights like yeah no <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I mean, it comes down in that typical like lifetime Hallmark thing where it's like, will they or won't they get together? Will she find that she really does love this guy and the and the mayor? So basically, it comes down to just it's going to end with them getting together and they're going to and so and that's it. So that's my pitch. This kind of works out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be the Hollywood exec. All right. Okay. I like your story, Uh, young man. It's got real potential. We could really do one of those where, like, the girl's husband is goes through, like, the Christmas Carol gauntlet, (laughs) you know, and then with, like, the who'd you say it was? What's the other guy? There's 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 the mayor, the delivery man and the delivery man. The delivery man is the Grinch. Okay. Because the Grinch's wife was married to the mayor, but really had a thing for the Grinch. So you have a Christmas oh. Carol, Susian <laughs> mixture of a story going on here for quite the lifetime mix-up. We got to film it oh, in man, that like, like soap it. opera style, real life. Looks like it was recorded on a cell phone camera video. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's how all the lifetime yeah, movies yeah. are filmed, if I remember right. They very shot shots, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yep, it's so not like real life that I don't like, you know, like soap opera filming is just filmed at such a high frame rate that it's just like I could tell this is like all fake. A little too like Yeah. Yeah. A little anyway. too stagey. But yeah, that's my that's my pitch. Um You know you know not I'll, a bad pitch. We'll send it to like Lifetime, they'll they'll pay me to write the screen play of it, and then you know I'll make ten bucks. You Cha-ching. send that to Lifetime. <laughs> I'll send my video game idea off to Space Jam Two. There it is, and then we're set. Boom. <laughs> and then we're gonna set a retro Namapod world record for most things picked up yeah. by <laughs> studio execs. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. We we're winning it all. I love that. Right. <laughs> well, good times. Good times. Given the Christmas spirit and all the happiness that goes along with Christmas, we're gonna do something that's not only gonna really stumble me up tonight, but really bring down the mood of Christmas. Because we got a special what? special jingle bells edition of who would win. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, calm down, kids. Calm down, kids. <laughs> tonight on this week's edition of Who Would Win? 
We've got Odin versus Krampus, a quite unknown yeah. sinister villain of the Christmas holiday. For those who don't know, uh, Krampus is based in Germanic lore, and he's kind of the anti-Santa where if kids are bad, he's going to come and stick them into his bag and take them up where he's going to boil them in a pot. That's what kind the of a fuck? quick quick lowdown of Krampus. He's kind of awesome. He looks like, um, I mean, he looks like a demon for lack of goat horns, bearded face. Uh, if you don't hooves. know who Krampus is, just Google Dwight Schrute. Krampus, and that's what he looks like. You ever seen The Office? No. I. I oh I, my god, man, that just went right over my head. Wow, I just, I just kicking field goals over here. Anyways. But I know of Krampus. So I'm not completely. It's not you know. True. I mean, not, you know more Office, about Krampus, so. but I what I know about Krampus, I've learned from Dwight Schrute. Yeah. So I mean, anyways. You know. <laughs> This one's this one's kind of a tough one for me because I haven't got the chance to do a lot of deep diving. But from what I can tell, yeah. Odin is Santa and Krampus is a real asshole. Yeah, basically Odin is the OG version of Santa before. And I've told you this before, before Coca-Cola got a hold of him and made him the fat jolly bastard that we know as him today. The love <laughs> Santa. You're right. You're right. The lovely fat, because, you know, being a fat guy, I can't fat shame, I guess. And well, why am I supposed to bake him cookies if he's not a little fatty? I'm not leaving out carrots. Protein bars for the dude or something? Hell like, no. Hey, I don't whoa. want to buff Santa. If Santa shows I'm up getting- like the rock, the naughty list becomes a real problem. You know, real I want him to be kind of fat. Like, be like naughty list and super naughty list. He got a, he got a tummy like my papa. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to be mean, but really, I'm going to give you a watch for your birthday. You know, that's that's the Santa yeah. that I believe in. Not the not the Odin Santa, not the one that'll just I murder think, me. That's where everybody's at. Like, for the most part, I think everybody's like, all right, we know we know Santa as he is not Odin, God of, you know, everything and the yeah. all father and father of Thor and Loki and all this weirdness poof that's scary that's scary that's a deep that's a deep dive we're not going to go into because there's way too much folklore we have to go into but odin is powerful he rides around on an here's fun fact eight legged uh not a reindeer but a horse but you eight right eight and then eight tiny reindeer huh okay okay i see i see i see so there's a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. The real question, and and the question I guess that stands is, we're comparing Odin to Krampus. <sighs> now, in theory, <laughs> Odin is like, I mean, he's he's Odin. He's unkillable. Yeah. Correct. Like he's Based. just the god. Dude took out his own eyes so that way he could have knowledge of all things. So. Tell me Ooh. how you're going to be the guy who does that. That's really hardcore. Like, the dude's legit, like, powerful. Oh, God. What do you do? So, like, it is Krampus a god? Or is he like a demigod? He's similar to Santa, where he's kind of like, he's a magical being, like, where 
Santa is believed to be like an elf. Krampus is well, we're not, a demon. Well, we're not versing Santa. So if, no, you're right. I'm, so he's yes. like a demigod. Because I would include Santa. Santa, in yeah. my opinion, would be like a demigod. Yes. Like, he, I mean, the you know, is there. Yeah. You know, and like we found out in the other Santa Claus movies, he like hangs out with Father Time and Mother Nature and, you know, <laughs> the Easter Bunny and stuff. Yeah. So, in my <laughs> opinion, if Krampus is more like Santa Claus than he is Odin, Odin fucks him up. Oh, for sure. Like, if it's Santa, which I know we wanted to stay away from this, but now I, I realize how good of a comparison it really is. It's yeah. a better fight if you have Santa versus Krampus. Because they're both, like, only so invincible. Yeah. True. Like, I, I mean, Santa, we know, can die by falling off of a roof, whereas Krampus, not so much. He That's doesn't true. Get taken you know, <laughs> he did not take that fall very well. I think most people falling off of that height of roof, the way that he fell into the snow pile that he fell in, most people survived that fall. That Santa was kind you know, of a weak-ass right, right? bitch. Like, Tim Allen yeah. was destined to be Santa Claus at that point. That that Santa had been Santa for that season, I feel like. Like, he got it the huh. year before and was like, I'm new to this. That. And then, oh, what? Whoa. I mean, he really did. But like you think about it. That's, yeah. Bastard. Santa's the man, though. Like, I would never take anything away from him. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad. Or good. He's omnipresent. Like he knows. He sees all. Like He's all he has to do is head. focus. Focus is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So much yes on that. Pyramid head versus Santa coming up next week. Um Yeah. Like, so there's that. But then you've got Krampus who basically has that same skill set where he knows all that same shit, but he's going to, instead of like, just give you some coal or a crappy gift or no gift, he's going to drag your ass. Doesn't he take and your children? Like he basically puts your kids, throws them in a bag and then takes them to back to hell or wherever. Yeah. Santa's bringing <laughs> presents and Krampus yeah. is kidnapping. Like one way or another, you're getting a gift from Santa. Even if it's coal, like back in the day, imagine if you got a piece of coal from Santa, you're like, Oh, we can burn this for heat. That's like. true. Krampus isn't like, hey, I'm not going to eat you this year. Here's a bundle of sticks. You know, like, <laughs> hopefully you can warm yourself later. Santa's just like, you naughty some bitch. Here's a rock. And if yeah. you press hard enough, it might be a diamond. And it's really kind of a <laughs> metaphor from going from like the naughty to the nice list. You know, Stick it in your ass and you'll become a diamond. Exactly. I mean, some people I've seen women crush watermelons with their thighs. I anything's possible. Anything's possible. So I think it's an even unfortunately, I think their skill set. I mean, I think Krampus, Krampus is gonna eat you. Because he's a little more brutal, because he's yes. not he's indifferent toward kids. And if this motherfucker's willing to murder kids, Santa ain't gonna be nothing. Like he watches the no. dude and like you're going to give him a gift? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm taking that little asshole and his coal with me. What are you going to do? Put him in like candy cane jail? You know, Santa's going to yeah. be like, hey, I'm going to tase you with gumdrop icicles, you know? And he's just like, stay in this little, you know, Hershey's kiss teardrop jail cell. And exactly. Krampus is just like, 
murder, 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 murder. You know, it's just. (laughs) Your soul is mine. Yeah, no. Uh, You know, sadly, as much as I love Christmas, Krampus will really ruin a Christmas. Truly. But here's why Santa wins. Ready? He's powered by uh, joy and cheer of the holiday season. Exactly. So if Krampus is attacking him on Christmas Eve slash Christmas, the dude's not going to do it. I think Santa's got enough firepower to be able to take on his onslaught to say, okay. ah, Christmas cheer this, so, jingle bells that. I got I got two rebuttals on that. Two. All right. Krampus's power comes at the same time that Santa's does. So in theory, there'll be a peak power, both of them. Oh, right. That's true. Okay. Second, we come to the situation where we run into the same situation as Sam from Trick or Treat. Whereas the day matters, where you're only feasible as an opponent for one day. Hmm. So, like, as for all three of those characters, that one day is technically their weakness. You can wait any other time, but. That being said, Krampus and Santa Claus both get their power at the same time. They're both coming in and wrecking stuff. But we don't quite know the power source of Krampus, whereas, you know, Santa, we kind of have an idea of where he's drawn his business from. But if we're going to who would win, and I base it off of fear, I'm not that scared of Santa Claus. Krampus. Eats I would hope not. Children, <laughs> I don't like that. Krampus wins. <laughs> Krampus. Sadly, the magic and yeah. joy of Santa but Claus. The punch you brought up. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. He's gonna, he's gonna wear that beard as a merkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, cool. I tell you what, it is. Um, it has been one <laughs> hell of a year. We've made it to Christmas. This is, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. We're over four months in the podcast now of weekly episodes minus, you know, hiccup here and there. It's Christmas time. It's about to be the new yeah, year. Yeah, we've done it, man. For, for the year that we've had, it's an amazing thing that we started this and we've stuck to it, you know. Where we could have just done a few episodes and like, ah, we're good. But, you know, we saw the joy and the fun that we get to do every week. And here we are, Christmas time and bringing in the new year and all that. Like, it's it's solid, man. It's it's great. It's <laughs> genuinely crazy. Like, it's crazy to think about. Again, over four months in. And I still enjoy doing it. That being said, I do want to remind folks that we are taking next week off. You guys went out here our beautiful voices in a current form until the year 2021. Now that please just be a different year. Just please be a different year. Yeah. Just take it easy on us. 2021. <laughs> but before we go, we do want to give a couple shout outs. Want to uh, just talk to you guys about the end of the year real fast, but we will start with the Colorado podcast awards right that's what it's called yeah the the hoppies yeah the hoppies the local colorado 
Colorado based. That's all for Colorado podcasts. So you're not, you know, voting for people who are out in California or New York. This is all just for local podcasts and friends of the show. The dynamic dual guys actually won really huge this year. Um, this was their second year entering and they won three awards that being best co-hosts, best sound design and best Colorado podcasts, which I agree with. It's awesome. a great show. And those guys deserve all those awards and more. So congratulations to those guys. Great job. Keep up the good work. Fantastic. And we're coming for your throne. <laughs> I do want to bring up real fast. Uh, we didn't bring it up in the beginning of the episode, but I do have like a thrift store corner real fast. Bought a couple games this week. I'm not supposed to buy myself during Christmas. So shh. Don't <laughs> But for those of you not on the video, uh, you can't see, but I did get my version of a small world of Warcraft. This is a small world edition game uh, based in the world of Warcraft universe. I'm super excited for it. I did buy it. I got my copy of that. Uh, I also at the thrift store this week found some random titles. Indiana Jones, Terminator 3, Powerpuff Girls. And a copy of Spyro, Enter the Dragon, and Crash Bandicoot, Wrath of Cortex. Damn. Good stuff. Randomly good prices at a thrift store that I hadn't been to in a long time. The two finds of the day, I will say, Rugrats, Search for Reptar on the PlayStation 5. Fantastic game still. (laughs) And a game that I've never played, but... By a company we all know and love, Capcom's Buster Bros Collection. It's a puzzle style game built by Capcom. I knew nothing about it. I will be honest. It kind of threw me for a loop. But I did randomly add stuff to the collection. I streamed some Rocket League this week, getting stuff resituated. Again, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, had a thrift store corner this week randomly. <laughs> Good times. Thought y'all should know. Before we wrap this up, like we said in a previous podcast, we will always read out comments and reviews unless they're asshole reviews or comments uh, left for the podcast. And luckily for us, in our thriving, growing of our podcast, we had someone leave a great review for us. I want to give a shout out to a jgark123. Hopefully that's a real username. As I read it out loud, it doesn't make me feel great. But it, they say, greatest podca- podcast name ever. Thank you. Said these guys are a lot of fun and they have a great sense of humor. Subscribe. So take his advice and please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review in iTunes, maybe a comment or review if you would like. We do this every week, release an episode on Wednesday nights. That's about all we got this week. Yeah, it was a great week, man. We really, uh, I mean, Next week, we're going to have off, but you mentioned that. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's been fun. This was a great episode. I like these kind of ones where Christmas, we get to narrow man. our scope a little bit. It's just, it, it really, so it's going to be one of those things that I may want to do something bigger for Christmas 
next year. We'll see. A whole month like Spooktober? I don't know. We (laughs) may cut Spooktober down to one day. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Anyways. Again, guys, we just want to say follow up. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Tell everybody about the podcast. Get the word out there. Tell folks who you think might like it or hell, even if you don't think they will like it, just have them go. Yeah. Hit that download button, please. Even uh, if you don't listen to it, the downloads help our numbers. Yeah. And uh, go join the Facebook group and page. Um, You can catch me serial killer on most of the socials. We do want to say this has been a crazy 18 episodes. We want to thank you guys for listening, uh, subscribing, being a part of the community. Like he said, go join the Facebook page. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or whatever you celebrate this time of year. Be kind to each other. You guys can find me at RetroNambapod on Instagram, TobyTobe on Twitch, and RetroNambapod on Facebook. Again, join the Facebook page. Like and subscribe. And we will catch you guys next year. Have a great and safe holidays. And we'll see you guys in 2021. Goodbye.